Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. wanted to just say thank you to Tony and Kelly. We actually met them at Bible school. Um, I Let's see, maybe 97 or something like that. Um, I was up in the choir loft because um, Rama, you know, their, their choir is huge. It had, uh, you know, hundreds of people just in the choir. And so I was sitting next to Kelly, started talking with her, and we didn't even know it that years later, we'd both be in Michigan and meet up. And so God had a divine appointment friendship with them. So we love Tony and Kelly. They're great pastors. Um, And thank you to the worship team. You guys just did an awesome job leading us into the presence of God. Okay, so I have a a word for you guys today I'm really excited about. Um, But before I do that, I just wanted to, to tell you a little bit about, like, Jordan said we had pastored for years, and then God actually had put it on our heart to transition out of pastoring, like there was a new assignment. And so we moved to Lansing, and uh, my husband stepped down. We turned the church over to the associate pastors, who are now the the head pastors there at Accelerate Church in Ann Arbor. And um, now we're in Lansing, and we're a Wolverine fan, so it's a little difficult because we literally go to church at, um, at the Kellogg Center. And so we're surrounded by green, which that's the only tough part. But, um, but it's really fun. And uh, we're hooked up with a church there called Element. And that's just the next season that God has for us. And so he's preparing my husband, Steve, for some new things that are coming. So that's exciting. Um, And then also, I had led worship for many years and um, just had always written uh, music songs, but they never seemed to fit too much um, on a a worship service. It was interesting because um, I barely ever did any of my original songs because they just weren't um, the right fit. And so I knew God was up to something. And so, uh, you know, it came time eventually to basically uh, launch out um, in the music ministry. And so it's it's pop music. And I know there's a plan. God has a plan in it uh, because the world needs to uh, know how much they're loved, right? They need some sort of connection point with the creator, with with, uh, the God who loves them so much. And so that's what the music is all about. And I'm going to teach a message today, um, kind of coming off of what Pastor Tony's been teaching on breaking the back of lack. Um, But I like to teach um, a lot of times out of my songs. And uh, because my songs are, are, um, they literally come up out of my heart. And it's it's my journey with the Lord. And so I believe that this will bless you. Um, I wrote a song called uh, Can We Collide? And um, this song is actually a message really from God's heart to people. And when I was writing the song, um, I I just knew it was almost like 
allowing God to have a voice through the song. Most of the time we're, you know, worshiping him or we're saying something to him. And I just knew this particular song was that God wanted me to sort of voice what he was feeling towards people. So it's a love song actually from God to people. Um, But I did not know all of the, like, really wonderful things that were in it, even when I first wrote the song. Um, There's all this wonderful uh, teaching, even, in the song. And so the title of today's message is Kaleidoscope. (laughs) Um, Because I do a lot of stuff with kaleidoscopes, and I actually refer to looking through a kaleidoscope in the song. Um, And... What um, we want to talk about first is, um, I'm going to use that visual in just a minute, but before we kind of get into that, um, you know, Pastor Tony has been talking about walking in liberty, not walking in poverty and lack, but walking in true liberty. And what does that look like? What does that mean for us as uh, believers? And so um, I just, as I was praying about today's message, I said, Lord, I don't want to just teach anything. I want you know, like connect with these people right here, right now, um, because you guys, you're so precious to him. You're so precious, and he wants to just pinpoint something for you today from his heart. He loves you so much. This is not just a message in general. This is for you. And so um, just allow the Lord to just speak to your heart. He'll even say things in your heart that maybe I don't say. So um, I'm just a vessel here. But just open up your hearts right now. Um, So with talking about walking in fullness and and not walking in lack, this is what I kept hearing was the foundation. It was the foundation. And, um, you know, if if you have a, if if someone's going to go out and build a skyscraper, Um, They may have the crew, they may have the supplies, they may have everything that they need, the blueprints, everything. But what's what's the most important starting point? The most important thing is to get the foundation right. And, you know, I'm not an architect or a builder, but I do know I've heard from them that they say that if the foundation is not right, then um, it doesn't matter how talented the people are, how great the supplies are something's going to break down eventually. And so this is a foundational thing today. That's what the Lord was showing me, is that this is a foundational thing. Um, And we're going to use that visual of a kaleidoscope. Does anybody have, um, raise your hand if you've ever looked through a kaleidoscope. Probably everybody, right? Well, if you haven't, what it is, is it's one of those, it almost looks like a telescope, and you look through it and you move, you move it, and uh, what happens is you know, all these like bits of glass and colored pieces get mixed in, and it's symmetrical and beautiful, and as you keep moving it, it changes. It's never the same uh, picture ever. It's always something different at every moment, and it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, now, that's a perfect visual for our foundation. Um, because with a kaleidoscope, there's two main things that are happening. There's mirrors and there's movement. That's what makes a kaleidoscope so wonderful. 
if you look in a kaleidoscope, because I'm actually like selling these with my, um, you know, merchandise when a, when the, a new album comes out in uh, a month. But anyways, so I was researching this because I um, was looking at making my own. And anyways, I found out that with a kaleidoscope, there's three mirrors. And so they almost like form a triangle together, and then they're in this tube. And so there's three mirrors, and I thought, what a perfect representation of the Trinity. You know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then um, there, at, the, at the end, there's the pieces of, of glass or little bits of colored whatever um, you could put in there. I actually have one at home that has water in it with, like, little shells and marine things. Um, but anyways... So when that is moving, um, you, that's where the magic happens. That's where all the colorful, beautiful stuff comes out. And that's a representation of our walk of deep intimacy with, with God daily. And so, first of all, we're going to know who we are. We're going to see ourselves in the mirror. What that means is we're going to see, we're going to, today we're going to look at seeing ourselves the way God sees us. Because, you know, that's so important um, for us to see ourselves literally exactly only the way that God sees us. You know, that's our foundation. And then we want to, too, we're going to talk about walking or moving, moving with him. Do you know that you can actually move, your life can become like a dance or a movement with God, and you're, you're walking with him? It's interesting because the Bible says, um, let's not, it, we're, all, we're born of the Spirit. Actually, turn to, turn to Galatians 5. We're going to look at a few verses there. I know um, one of the verses that Pastor Tony's been using is Galatians 5.13. There's some really good stuff there in in Galatians 5. But, um, you know, the Bible says that if we walk, if we're born of the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. So there's a distinction being made that we don't want to just be a Christian. We don't want to just be born again, um, saved, but we want to walk, walk with him. Uh, there's movement there. And so Galatians, um, let's look in, we have Galatians 5, let's look in verse, um, uh, let's see, where do I want to go? Well, 25 says that, what I just said, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit, okay? And then um, let's look at Galatians 5, 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. See, God is calling us, you guys, to come up higher. He's calling us to have our foundation right. He's calling us to see ourselves and see people and and things, see things the way he sees them, to look into his mirrors, and then to move in that. Um, and let's look at, uh, actually go to James one. Let's go there next. You know, I love how the Bible talks about, um, mirrors 
and actually is showing how the word of God is like a mirror that we can look into. Um, James 1, 25. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in that, he not being a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in his deed and what he does. Oh, I guess I'm reading the King James. I could read it in that other one with you guys. But, um, you know, I love this because the word of God is a mirror. God's ways, it's a mirror. But we don't want to just go to the mirror and just go, oh, okay, I see, I see something. And then just, like, do nothing with it. We want to go and look into God's mirror and see what he sees about us. So let's talk about that first. Here's characteristics of the mirror from the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father. So their mirror. I'm going to refer to them as them, like their, uh, plural. Because realize this, that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they love you so much. They all have different functions. It's one God, but, but three different functions for you. And so um, that's a wonderful thing. But here's a few characteristics. And if you guys want to, if you're taking notes, you might want to jot these down. I tell you what, you guys, this, uh, when I started getting hold of this, everything in my life started changing. Um, because I grew up not seeing myself correctly. Um, even throughout Bible school, um, you know, we went down to Bible school and we're, you know, in the word all the time and sitting under some of the greatest faith teachers. I mean, we sat under Kenneth E. Hagan and, um, you know, Keith Moore and a lot of these ones that are just so phenomenal. Um, but you know, I still had some really, really messed up views of myself. I had a performance mentality. I almost interpreted my, my life and my relationship with God with how good I was or how, how good I could perform. Um, and I was always very conscious of everything I was doing wrong. And uh, more so than, than God's love for me. And so I needed to see myself differently. I needed to um, be able to look in his mirrors and not just my, my carnal, natural mirrors. I had to look in his mirrors and, and literally submit myself to go, God, what do you see when you look on me? Not what do I see, because I see all the junk, and then I'm frustrated all the time. <laughs> and honestly, you guys, things, was, things were not happening in my life. I knew even some of my calling. I knew um, things that God had put in my heart um, dreams and different things I knew were his will and I was still frustrated not seeing things come to pass and the Lord began to show me he's like Heidi you you need a new lens um let me let me just take a little side thing here and then we'll we'll get into these characteristics but you you guys there was a another man in the Bible that we see I mean many had to go through this but we see a man in the Bible named Paul, the apostle, who had this very thing going on. Let me set it up for you. 
Here's, here's at the time he was called Saul. Um, here's Saul. He's a Pharisee, highly educated. He's a Jew, but he's also a Roman citizen, um, or he has Roman citizenship. He probably came from wealth, um, w- just with some other things we see in the, in the word. And he, he was like at the top of his game. I mean, like in terms of being a Pharisee and a, and a leader, um, here, you know, Jesus has been resurrected and ascended into heaven, and now all, there's all these crazy Christians going around making chaos, right? <laughs> and so Saul is leading the charge to bring these people to justice, you know. I mean, he is zealous for God in what he believes is God's will. And so he's on his way to Damascus because he's even, um, you know, people are like, wow, that Saul, man, he really is godly. He's, he really knows the word, and he's really going after it. He's going to bring all these heretics, you know, to justice. And um, so he's on his way to Damascus to basically seek out the Christians there and bring them, um, probably have them tortured and maybe executed. And anyways, he's, he has a vision on the road to Damascus. And he is blinded, basically. And Jesus appears to him in this vision, like Jesus says, you know, um, you know, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And here's the thing. Saul says, who are you? Who are you? And basically he says, I am Jesus, who, who you're persecuting. And then, um, you know, Saul, we see there's some other things that happen there, but basically Saul says, because he drops to his knees, and he basically says, um, Lord, what would you have me do? Now, when we kind of recount that story, sometimes we can almost glaze over it because we've heard it so many times, you know, like, yeah, Paul and his Damascus Road experience is, you know, vision from heaven. Of course, who wouldn't be like, yeah, okay, Jesus, you're real. But no, you guys, we, there's something here. See, Paul or Saul at the time, he was beginning to at least question and say, Lord, is there something I'm not seeing here? The reason we know that is because he asks, who are you, Lord, in the vision? You don't, if someone is in pride and they're like, I am fixed on what I am doing, I know it's God, then they're not going to ask that question. They're just on, they're just on a one-track mind. And so there was at least a hair, a, a tiny, tiny smidgen of Saul beginning to go, okay, Lord, if I'm on the wrong track here, like if, if by chance Jesus is real, you got to show me. He was beginning to at least open up. And what happens? Jesus appears and basically says to him, and then we, you don't see Saul go, well, no, this, this is a demon. If it's Jesus, if you're saying you're Jesus, that that's a demon. Cause in their culture, that's what they would have said. Um, and so he doesn't do that. He actually drops to his knees and, and softens. And he says, Lord, what would you have me do? You guys, there's a whole, 
there's a whole, if you study that out, what was happening um, with Paul at that moment was he was allowing God to give him a new lens. He was saying to the Lord, okay, Lord, I need to see myself differently. Show me. And then he said, what would you have me do? He was ready to move on it. So do you see those two things kind of coming back to the kaleidoscope? We need to see differently, and then we move on that, and we move with him. And so we see just this wonderful, wonderful thing now happen. Things start changing in Paul's life immediately. And the Bible even says that he was immediately um, just talking about Jesus. And even though he went and got training and, and uh, preparation, he was uh, immediately being effective. And so God wants to do so many great things in each of your lives. He's got plans. He's got strategies. You guys, it's so beautiful what he wants to do in you. There are things that maybe you haven't even thought about yet. And there's dreams that you have in your, in your heart that he wants to see them not only fulfilled, but he wants to, like, have a ton of fun with you in that journey. And just like with Paul, a lot of things are going to change, and it's going to change in a good way. As we soften and humble ourselves and say, Lord, I need a new uh, filter. I need a new lens on my eyes. I need to see things how you see them. And then I also am, I'm ready. I'm humble, and I'm saying I'm ready to move on that, Lord. Now, the first thing, coming back to the characteristics of the mirrors um, that they want to have you look into. Um, Here's the first characteristic. He sees you as a much-loved child. Isn't that great, you guys? Like, God does not see you and go, well, I see all the mistakes. I see all the sin. I see all, you know. No, he's like, that's my baby. Like, that's my child that I'm captivated with, that I love, that I am taken with. And just like any decent parent, even, um, uh, how much more is God, you know, because he's the perfect parent, but like a good parent uh, just is so taken with their child and celebrates every little um, step, you know. They begin to crawl, and we celebrate it. We're like, oh, that's so cute. They begin to walk, and they even fall down sometimes. And even as they're developing, you take joy in the journey, right? You don't get upset at your four-year-old because they're not doing algebra yet. You're just excited for where they're at. You're just take, having joy in it. How much more does God see you that way? So we're gonna, the first thing that we want to change our filter is to begin to see ourselves as much-loved children. Um, remember, you guys, your first sons and daughters, even before your servants, Sometimes us Christians can become so, like, ministry and servant-minded. We're always like, I got to love people. I got to do this. I've got to do that. And, I get, and, hey, those are all good things. But you know what? It starts with we're his child. He loves us. You know, he wanted sons and daughters, not, not just servants. So, um, okay, and then the next thing. He sees you 100% free from sin and all kinds of bondage. 
know, the Bible says he does not remember your sin. And so this is sometimes hard for us. I, I know that this, like, took me a little while to really begin to uproot this because I would always think God was looking on me and going, yeah, she's still got to change this, and she's, you know, she's had some wrong thoughts towards, you know, that person. She got easily offended or whatever. Like, I always thought God was looking at me, like, kind of going, yeah, I see all the junk that you need to change, you know. But, you know, the Bible is true or it's not, and it's true. And the Bible says that basically he removed our sins. They were on the cross with Jesus. So he does not see you in sin. So he wants to change your filter. He wants to change your filter to not being sin conscious, but being free conscious. Because you know what? Condemnation, you guys, doesn't work. Condemnation actually helps you repeat the sin. So what God wants to do, if there is a sin or if there is something wrong there that needs to change, that is destructive, God wants to add to you, and he wants to help you, and he wants to displace what's causing the sin, right? Um, So he sees you as a completely pure, righteous, washed-in-the-blood person, Okay, um, and there's a reference there, 1 Timothy 1.17, if you want to just jot that down. And then uh, for time's sake, we won't go through all that. And then um, Romans 8, check out Romans 8 for um, many scriptures on how you're a much-loved child. And then also he sees you in the fullness of your destiny and calling. And there's many scriptures of that in Ephesians 2. And... Um, he sees you in absolute excitement and positivity. And you guys, this is, this is the thing is that, um, like, when we are pastoring for years, we encountered this a lot with people is that um, they, it was almost like their view of God and, and how God was seeing them and their sort of their relationship with God was, it was almost like God was impatient. Like, will you hurry up and get this right already? Like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> but you know what? God is so enjoying you. He loves you so much. And he just is having, he just wants to have fun with you in this life. Um, he sees you as a continual conqueror. And he sees you as continually possessing what he has paid for. So remember, we're talking about the abundant, prosperous life, like Pastor Tony's been talking about. This is all part of that. Um, And so this is how God sees you. And now, um, the number two, the next thing we're talking about is movement, that walk, that daily walk of intimacy with him. And I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something, a little vision I had, because I think that this just describes it really uh, well. Um, okay, so you guys know I'm worsh- I've been a worship leader for a long time. And it was interesting because with this, the, my first EP that I had released last year, is, is, um, it's pop music, but it's actually more fully uh, like worship music. And the Lord began to to put on my heart as I was releasing some singles and then getting ready for the next album. He said, I'm changing. You're, you're not going under a worship genre anymore. 
because I have some other assignments for you. So um, we, you know, Steve and I kind of prayed that out. We walked that out. Um, so the new album is called Lost in the Woods because what, what God had put on my heart, he showed me this one day, um, is that he, he was talking to me about, you know, just enjoying the journey, enjoying um, life with him. And just like if, if you're on this trail going through the forest, um, are you enjoying the, the whole journey? Are you looking at things? Are you noticing things? Or are you just like, well, I got to get to the end. <laughs> because that's what I was doing half the time, you know, in my life, or most, most of the time. I was just like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I see the destination. And God's like, ah, it's not even just about the destination. I mean, we'll get there. But, like, let's have fun in the process. Like, he's a fun God, you guys. He is fun. He is the inventor of fun and excitement. This is who he is. Um, he is the, he's your best friend, and he is the most fun person to hang out with that you ever had, you know? But anyway, so I wrote this song, Lost in the Woods, and then it was interesting because God began to even reveal more of why, why he had put that on my heart. And one day I'm just in the presence of God, like praying and, and, you know, reading my Bible and worshiping, and I just... I was in the presence of God, and I was, like, in the throne room, you know, um, just having a great time with God, worshiping him. I'm crying. I'm just, because I tend to do that when I'm in the presence of God. And just having this great time, and I saw, it was as if I was in this big heavenly throne room, just majestic throne room, kind of like you'd imagine. There's this these stairs that go up to this big majestic throne where God sits and the room is filled with people and the people are all like on their face before the Lord just bowed in reverence and I'm there too I'm I'm bowed in reverence and I poke my head up and as I look around there's like occasionally a person starting to stand up and they walk towards the throne and walk up the stairs to the throne. And at first I thought, can they do that? (laughs) Like, is that irreverent? You know, like we're all like in reverence to the throne. Why are they walking up there? (laughs) But then I saw that they were walking up and they were literally walking through God and then going behind him. And then I noticed there's no back wall there. It was crazy um, because I had never seen that before. And so then they're like almost disappearing like they were walking down steps. And I couldn't see them anymore. And so I thought, I'm going to do that. (laughs) And so I got up, walked, went up the stairs to the throne. And there is God just going, yep, come in. And he's just huge smile on his face. He's like, are you ready to have some fun? And I thought, what is this? And so I walk, and he said, just walk right into me. And I did. I walked right into him, and now it's almost like I'm behind, you know, like this. And as far as I could see behind the throne of God were these woods. 
and just beautiful, almost like the, the kind of woods where it's like, let's go play. Let's go have an adventure and have fun. And God said, I'm going on this adventure with you. And I said, Lord, you know, what are you showing me here? And he said, there's a, a prophetic message in that music. And what it, what it is that I'm telling you, but you're also going to tell others, is he, he was saying to me, he goes, you know, I love it when my people come into the throne room and worship me. Don't stop doing, or don't, you know, like continue to do that. He said, but it doesn't end there. He said, you come into the throne and you worship continually. And he's like, I love that. I always inhabit the praises and the worship of my people every time. He's like, it's the gift I can't give myself. He said, so when you from a free heart come and worship me, he's like, it's so precious. He said, but I don't want it to stop there. He said, I want to do life with you. So you come into the throne and you, you come to experience me, but he goes, but I want to experience you. You're a free will being that I created. He said, and I want to do life with you. So he said, let's go on an adventure. The woods represents your life. And he said, and I will never leave your side. I'll be holding your hand the whole time. And he said, I want to go show you some things. He goes, I want to open this whole thing up to you so that you see things you've never seen before, you experience me in a way you haven't before. He, he was saying that you're going to love people, and like, it's just going to, out of you is going to flow love for people like you've never had before. You'll be strengthened. He said, and it's fun. It's exciting. And, um, and so as I began to do that, you know, um, I've been living my life like that, you guys, since, since I had that vision. And almost like daily, like even if I have to do a bunch of work um, during the day, I'm like, Lord, let's do this work together. And he's like, yeah, and it's going to be fun. And, you know, my flesh sometimes is like, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> but by faith, I just say, Lord, you're with me. So if you're saying it's going to be fun, it's going to be fun. Like, like, let's do this together. Show me what I don't know. Like, teach me what I don't know. Show me what I'm not seeing. I want to see what you see, Lord. And you guys, it's, <laughs> you'll never regret it when you start to pray that way. And, and just open yourself up to go on that journey with God because he literally wants to do every day with you. Do you know that, uh, that this was the other thing that I saw that day when I had this vision is I saw these stacked up envelopes that weren't opened and they were stacked up almost like if someone had sent a bunch of love letters that were never received. You know, like you see that in a movie, like, um, this whole thing has stacked up and I never read them. He said, too many love letters and blessing packages are stacking up in people's lives. He said, every single day you're on the earth, each of you, your name with each date, there is a, a blessing envelope, if you will, for you. And he said, open it, because I can't force you to open it. All you have to do is just go, Okay, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to move with you today. I'm going to, by faith, I open up that envelope and let's have intimacy. 
And if I'm, if I'm encountering problems or frustrations or hard work that needs to be done or whatever, Lord, come and let's do it together. You guys, you'll never regret inviting him in to that, moving with him. So I'm going to wrap this up in um, this last part here in a few minutes. But the walk of intimacy, here's what that, that looks like. He's your everything. He's your father, your mother, your lover, your best friend. And I know that sounds weird. Um, I just wanted to mention something about that because Steve and I have been talking a lot about this, how we need to realize that he is our everything. And um, especially, Steve was saying, especially for men, it can be hard to go, he's my lover? No. (laughs) But it it doesn't have to be weird in a weird way. Um, But he is the lover of your soul. He he will love you uh, like no matter or unlike anyone else. He's your lover that way. Um, He is fun. He laughs. He laughs with you. He's exciting. Um, He loves to talk to you and tell you things. I would encourage you guys to journal. I'm really big on journaling because this has also changed my life. You know, there's, there's a power in when you're saying, okay, Lord, I want to learn to live my life in intimacy with you and walk with you. There's a power in being ready with, with something to write it down. There's a faith in that. You're actually releasing faith because you're ready to write it down. And you, he knows, whoa, she's serious or he's serious about this. Like I, I can tell them things because they're ready. They're ready knowing that, that they're hearing from me. So I encourage you to journal. But he wants to also partner with you guys in your lives. Do you know that each one of your lives has, God has strategies, plans, wonderful things destined for you? And he wants them to, to see their fulfillment. But he will never violate your will. He's so gentle. And that is why the Bible is so full of encouraging us to do our part, not out of a, like toiling or works, but just an openness to do our part to, because of our free will, to just open up to him. And say, Lord, I want to partner with you. Like, whatever you want for my life, whatever you have, whatever you see, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to that. Um, and, you know, you guys, he'll even tell you how to talk about yourself. You don't have to brag about yourself. You don't have to be in pride. But he will even tell you, because this has happened with me, like, he, I would be journaling. I'd say, Lord, what do you see? Like, Tell me what, you know, he would say, Heidi, I want you to say this about yourself. And it was good, you guys. It's good. There are always good, good, good things. Like, he wants you. He's just so yearning for you to see yourself the way that he sees you. Because he's so in love with you, and he sees so much greatness. He sees such a full plan that he is so excited to carry out. And all that you have to do is just say, yes, Lord, I'm going to partner with you fully on that. And if it's awkward, 
for me to even say something good about myself, okay, I'll do it by faith then. <laughs> you know, but I'm just going to yield and, and start to say good things about who I am because of, because we're his creations. We're his creations. And then Jesus came and paid the price so that all the sin is gone too. All that's taken care of. So he loves you so much. The other thing, you guys, is that as you're walking in intimacy with him, he's not going to condemn you. Condemnation is not his way. If something needs to be dealt with or there's a, a struggle, you know, I encourage you this way. Focus on how much he loves you. Focus on how much he loves you because it's, it's as if, you know, if I had, um, if, this, if this water bottle here, if I put some of that, like, red Kool-Aid mix in there, you know, um, and I said, well, I don't want that in there anymore. I just want to have clear water. Like, it, it could take me, like, several lifetimes to try to pick out every red particle, right? <laughs> or I could have it done in a few minutes by just pouring more water in and letting it overflow, overflow, overflow. It actually is, it only takes a few minutes and pretty soon it's clear again. And I, I just believe that there's a word there for some of you in this room, maybe all of you. Stop trying to pick out every little bad particle. God's just saying, pour my love for you in because it's going to displace the junk. And it's going to be easier than you think. You've been trying for 20 years, 30 years to change that thing, feeling just despairing, feeling frustrated, like, what? how do I change this? How do I get rid of this in my life? I just believe this is for someone here in this room. It's God saying, it, it, it is counter to your thinking, because religious thinking really does not like what I'm about to say. <laughs> but basically, he's like, Rest. Just rest and pour my love in. Stop trying to focus on um, hacking the fruit, the bad fruit, the rotten fruit that's on the branches. He's like, don't even, don't even mess with it. Let's go to the root. He's like, let's just nourish those roots with my love because then you're going to see the change finally happen and it's going to be for real. You guys are about to see some amazing things. Um, that you haven't yet. Some things that you've been thinking about wanting for years and years, you're about to see them come to pass. God is doing some awesome things in you. And as you yield to him and allow his love and his ways, his truths, to come in and displace what, what needs to be cut out. And here's... Here's the last thing that I'll mention. Um, trust is going to be built. You know, when we're walking in intimacy with God, you don't have to sit there and try to conjure up faith like, oh, I got, okay, I got to release my faith. I got to, like, jump around and do my five confessions and all that and, like, you know, 
I used to do this, you guys. I used to be so, like, anxious and be like, but I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. <laughs> I release my faith. And I would, I would just, like, be so almost, like, anxious. Like, I'm almost, like, full of fear and anxiety as I'm, like, making my faith confession. And God's like, just relax in me as you're intimate with me. It's just a natural byproduct is that you just trust me because you're spending time with me. You're allowing my truth and what I see to come in. And so there's a natural trust that takes place. And you guys, when you trust someone, it's pretty easy to actually release faith. Not the other way around. Sometimes us faith people, (laughs) um, we almost try to reverse it. We focus so much on confession, which is awesome and good. I'm not saying don't do it. But let's go back to spending time with our Father. Because then there's no issue. Because you just know how much he loves you. And he has provided for you. And so um, trust is there. And then he shares himself with you. Creativity, abundance, enthusiasm. You guys, I, I literally believe that this is for you guys specifically that you have not seen anything yet. Whether it's in your businesses, whether it's in your job, in your lives, the dreams that you have in your heart, you're not too old and you're not too young. There is no age in the kingdom of God. Amen? Like, he's the redeemer of time, you guys. And he will show the world. Like, if you say, I'm too old, um, you know, he's so good at going, well, let me just show the world what I think of that, you know? And he's going to do it in and through you, despite your age. There is so many good things that are going to be coming out of the people in this room right now. And so just allow him to do that. Begin to go on this journey. These two, Just two things. Just say, Lord, show me what you see. I want to see myself how you see me. And then I'm ready to move on that and start walking on that. Accept it and say yes. And I'm going to talk about myself the way that you talk about me. And begin to um, just yield to that. And he's going to, um, you're going to see his fullness come out in your life. Okay, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for each one here. Um, They're just your precious children that you love so much. You can't get your mind off of them. And you are um, just so excited about what's happening in them. This morning, I just thank you, Father, that you are speaking to hearts today. That you are stirring up, awakening some things that maybe have been buried, maybe have been pushed down. Showing them, showing us. I include myself in this too, but Lord, you're showing all of us what you see. Hmm. Let's just take a moment, you guys. Um, we won't take real long, but I'm just going to take a moment to just listen to the Holy Spirit and.
hearing the Lord say that you do not have to be concerned about how. I keep hearing this question, but how, Lord? But how? How will you do it? I just don't see any way. I just, it seems so impossible. I don't know how. And here's what I hear the Lord saying, is that you do not have to worry about the how, beloved. Oh, you do not have to worry about the how. For I am really, really, really a master in bringing things about in unusual, seemingly impossible ways. And I can connect things that you could never connect yourself. I can coordinate things that you would have never thought of. So your job is to just rest in me. These things will happen as you just rest in me. So your life, there's a course correction going on here today. And your life is, um, the course correction that's being made is that it's, it's just time to stop uh, running at breakneck speed in your own strength. But just pause, stop, slow down, and bask in my love for you. And when you do, you're going to see these things come to pass. Because when you rest, I work, says the Lord. When you rest in me, then I work on your behalf. And it's going to be good, and it's going to be fun. And if the enemy says to you, oh, no, it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult, and... um, just just cast that thought aside because that is not from me. So get excited. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life